Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. everyone, welcome to General Queries, a podcast about the Brisbane queer scene. I'm your host, Talia. Lovely to lovely to have you on this beautiful, um, it's now a clear afternoon. Um, I'm joined in the studio today by my good friend and colleague, Megan. Oh, I'm an adult now. I just called you a colleague. <laughs> um, my good friend, Megan. Um, Hello. How are you? I am super, super well. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited right now. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, for everyone out there, we have reached uh, three episodes and we haven't actually introduced me. So today, Megan is going to uh, interview me so that you can uh, better understand who's doing the interviewing. Yes. Um, Also, who am I? I, uh, The the podcast was partially my idea. I'm part of the team that instigated the podcast yeah we should probably, we should probably talk about how the podcast came about oh, we we yeah. should we should do that oh actually my. four podcast four episodes in uh we should do that a look so so how did megan how did, the, <laughs> how did the podcast come to be look i'm gonna be real it was an assessment um no um so me uh a, a beautiful person, uh, Jonathan, mm. um, our amazing like visual arts, like de- graphic design, uh, Nita and our marketing queen, um, Beck, we all ended up in a, uh, like an assessment group together and we really wanted to do something about um, the queer community and something on mm. like queer culture um, and birthed this podcast um, and we decided to just keep going after the assessment. So and and here we are. And here we are. Yeah, I was I was brought on. Um, oh God, I was in a cafe at uni. Yes. And Jonathan just kind of leaned over to me and went, "Hey, would you like to do a podcast?" And, <laughs> and I said to him, "I was like, Talia is the best person for this job. Tal- we need her. <laughs> she must." Um. And so here I here I am here now. You You're stuck with me forever. You spicy me. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for asking me. It's been an absolute joy, and I, I look forward to uh watching as everything comes together and we we finally figure out what we're doing with this crazy idea look you are a joy everything about you shines like the sun oh my gosh um yes so uh officially officially today i'm actually the guest uh how spicy (laughs) we shall we shall convert from like guest to host like yeah okay i I promise the next week we'll go back to to me being the host and spicy spicy host yeah the the question asker there are new hosts coming also there are new hosts coming after after the assessment is is, is completed. We'll talk about the the assessment results. Yeah, we will. Yeah. TY University for the real world. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. So Talia, yeah. how beautiful to have you. Yeah, oh. thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a really uh, <laughs> unique experience. Right. Um so how do you identify? Um at the moment, um oh. What a spicy question. Um, I think the most solid thing in my life is that I'm asexual. Um, and I've known that since I was about 14 or 15. 
um, not about 14. Um, and from there, everything else has just kind of been up in the air. Um, I would definitely say that I'm arrow flux, um, but I'm also quite happy to identify with like the bisexual label or the biromantic label. Um, so I, I feel like I've got a very wide scope over what I can sort of claim as my experience. Um, and I, I'm quite empathetic as well, which leads to that kind of, yes, I can understand what you're, what you're talking about. Um, in terms of, uh, the genders, um, I would say that I am an androgen. I'm androgynous. Um, I do, I'm okay with she and her pronouns. Yeah, because obviously I was using our feminine yeah. pronouns. I think like we talked about that before. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, like I, I understand that I present femme and that people will just look at me and immediately gender me as feminine and I'm quite okay with that. Um, while I do believe in gender abolition, I do understand that it's also quite a big concept to to mm-hmm. kind of live and breathe um within 2018 and the world that, in which we live um so yeah it's not the only huge one for me is that I'm asexual and I think that comes through a lot when I interviewed Marin like that kind of dedication to language and, and building community is is very prevalent for me in within that area but everything else is just kind of like a a secondary kind yeah. of yes this is also a thing that that exists so yeah yeah for sure and I mean like so, like, some of those words I was like, oh, like, we'll talk about my identity another time. Yeah. But, we'll, we'll, I'll, I will uh, interview you later. Oh, yay, great. Yay. Um, but, I mean, for someone like me, my, I guess for want of a better word, my uh, sexuality is a little bit more, like, mainstream. Mm. So a lot of those words I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, like, kind of talk me through a few of those things and, like, what yeah. it means and, like, what it means to you. Yeah, um, that's, that's fine. Um, so um, I, I am asexual. Um, and that essentially means I do not experience sexual attraction, um, which is a really, I just have to say, it's a really interesting sort of feeling because people, every, every, everyone always says, you know, you're going to, um, it's just going to happen. Um, and I got into a relationship when I was 15 and I was like, okay, this will happen. And it doesn't, um, yeah. And everyone's just like, oh, you haven't found the one. And you're like, well, actually, I've been dating this person for two years. You'd, you'd kind of think that you I think. would assume that it, it was the one. Um, but sexual attraction is just something that's never happened to me. So I'm I'm convinced it's a government conspiracy. <laughs> uh, um, in terms of uh, romantic orientations, when I say that I'm arrow flux, um, I would mostly say that I'm aromantic. Um, I probably, if I get too much into it, I would talk, um, very much about how I think romantic orientations and romantic attraction is very much a social construct that we've developed. Um, whereas I think something like sexual orientation is much more innate. Mm -hmm. Um, but because of, of how we kind of view, um, uh, relationship structures, we have developed this idea of, of romanticism and, and we've had to develop, um, labels regarding, who we feel connections to within that kind of paradigm. Um, so when I say I'm arrow flux, I say that majority of the time I'm aromantic and I don't like the idea of going on, on dates with a, with a heavy 
you will be my one person forever um, kind of focus. Um, but there are times when I'm happy to do that and I'm, I'm quite um, – <sighs> I'm I'm quite happy to to go out and just be romantic within whatever kind of frame you see that as. Um, so that one's that. Um, yeah, when I say I'm bisexual, it's essentially yeah what what is culturally understood as as bisexual. Um, within so far as I am bisexual with an asexual twist, um, I do experience attraction to both genders, all genders. Um, and, but, but it's not, sexuality is complicated. Um, and I think if I was to talk about it, I would talk about it for much longer than we have. We should totally have some sort of like, we should have like some specialized episodes where we kind of get yeah. deep into this. Cause you may not know, but all of you out there, um, <laughs> but Talia is a queer educator. So I do quite a bit and a lot of, um, my theatre work is uh, my current work that I'm writing and when eventually I've actually finished it it'll be interesting to actually hear a cold read for it but it, it's currently on the development of the language of sexuality so yeah it's it's going to be interesting when I finally finish it and and put the last full stop into that one okay. so yeah yeah it's going to be a fun cold read um but yeah and then the androgen essentially means that um if you see everything as like some sort of you know, you have mask at one end and femme at the other, I would put myself around about the 40, 60% um, kind of spectrum for, for that. Yeah. Um, so like 60% femme, 40% mask. Uh, it it kind of varies. Fluctuating. Um, yeah. It, it just kind of, again, it's not like a huge thing for me. I am not always 100% comfortable being within a feminine role, mm -hmm. but I understand that that's how I am coded. Um, yeah. and that's just how I have to go about things. So, yeah. yeah. And anyone who's seen, like, seen you in real life, mm. like, um. When was the last time you saw me wear a dress? Let's hey, be real hey, here. Hey. Um, yeah, like you, like as a, as a human, mm. like you definitely present a little bit closer to, to like a femme, um, as a, as opposed to like a mask. But, um, like I would definitely subscribe to that. Like, I mean, obviously, yes, um, mm. but like I can definitely see that you're you're definitely more like androgynous than yeah. um, than I would say like femme or mask. Like you're definitely to me like in the way that you like present yourself and dress and even like your mannerisms and like the way you act is like is very like middle of the road Thank you. for me. But like, validation. <laughs> oh, yes, validation oh of my, my identity. Gosh. Um, um, yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting when you um, – because I don't think I've ever actually sat down and, and given – Oh no, I've done it once. It was at a party. Um, most everyone else there was drunk. Hey um, but it's a very rare where someone sits down and actually asks you, what's your checklist identity? And yeah, yeah so it's really interesting to That's do that. Thanks, do thanks for giving me that opportunity. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm like super fascinated by it. Um, how does this like affect who you are? Like we kind of talked very briefly before we started recording about um, like your mom and like your family. Yeah. Um, and like, I definitely feel. Oh yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, um, a, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, I think every kind of, every queer person kind of goes through it where they censor themselves and they present different versions of their, their themselves, um, depending on who they're around. Yeah. 
and everyone does it, but I think with with queer people, it's because it's something that's so innate. It's like an added layer. Yeah, it's like an it's, added layer of stuff. Yeah, and it's something that you constantly have to be monitoring, and it's it does it does affect your relationships with with your parents and 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 with everyone else in your life. I like it affected the relationship I had with my brother because he does see me as a little bit of an outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely affected my relationship with my parents. Mm. Um, and yeah, I am not officially out to them. And if they find this podcast, hello, mother, hello, father. Uh, <laughs> um, but hey, parents hey of parents. all the queer people we've had on this so far. Um. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, I just don't see it as, as something that's going to come up um, I don't, I don't think they're that interested. Yeah. Um, quite honestly, it's plausible deniability. Yeah, plausible deniability. If people they, people kind of see what they what they want to see. And yeah, it it's interesting. I, I think for me because I don't have uh, an assumed cultural understanding for my identity, especially. It's very weird. Yeah. It's very weird. I've been trying to like wrap my head around it for so long. Yeah, and I, yeah. Like and, and like when you. When you come out as bisexual, people immediately go like, oh, that's... Oh, that's a thing. That mm. I understand what that means. But the moment you come out as, as asexual or, um, you, you know, you're hitting on someone and then you come out as asexual, like... They're like, oh, uh, oh. What, what is this? And then you kind of have to break down mm. everything that that is sexuality because we are... Or at least within the circles that I run, we are finding new languages for experiences that sometimes are outside of what people would normally see. Is that like emotionally exhausting? Like every time you want to have like particular interactions, you almost have to like, like I want to say like justify yourself. Um, it really, it really depends. Mm. Yeah, it because if when I when I come out. Um, normally there is, there is an assumed, especially at uni, there is just an assumed, oh, Talia's not straight. I, I'm quite, yeah. I'm. You, you present very queer. Yeah. Yeah. If um, anybody's seen Talia in real life, again, presenting very, very queer. Yeah. And I try and make that quite obvious. Please don't hit on me, but also I'm a hit on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like to be this, this ball of confusion. Um, but, but when I, I do come out to people, um, nine eight times out of ten I will come out as as bisexual because Mm -hmm. it's easier um and then if they then ask like what what are you actually or or I think it's it's necessary to the conversation I will come out as as asexual and I will have to sit down and give a lecture on that Mm. and that's we should totally get you to do that Oh, yeah. another time. Yeah. We'll definitely get um, into that another we, time. We're gonna, we've got plans to do educasts, so stay tuned for that. Woo! Yay! Wait, a what? An educast. We're going oh, to, yes, yes, yeah, yes, 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 um, yes. It's going to be a good fun time. It's I just get so to talk sexy. about myself I love, um, I mean, and my work for a very long time. I love it. Um, but, yeah, it's I've had experiences um, where, you know, I will sit down and go, okay, so I'm asexual. I understand that you don't understand what that means. Um, this is what it means. Um, and that's a, a whole hour, half hour of my life I'll never get back. Um, and then sometimes it's – sometimes you come out and they have this concept of what an asexual is and that's not it, but you just kind of have to live with it. Um, 
I'm very much, and this is my personal philosophy. Um, I, I know a lot of aces who are against this philosophy, but this is my personal idea of it. Um, you should never immediately desexualize an asexual because that is still a part of their identity. And there's this kind of backlash to the concept of asexuality that is, oh my gosh, asexuals are non-sexual, they're children. We need to treat them as such. And we're not allowed to discuss all these adult topics with them. You're like, well, actually, if you just treat them like adults and all adults have their boundaries, just treat them like adults, ask them where their boundaries lie. Don't assume it from sexuality. Mm. Um, and, and that's still something that people are coming to terms with. So yeah, it's a big, it's a bit draining, but you, you, you know, you live and breathe it. So you might as well follow through with it. Yeah. I guess like, like where do you feel like where like where or with whom do you feel you can be your like at your safest or your like oh. most authentic self? Um like what does that look like to you? Or if that's not a real thing, what is your ideal situation? Uh I think I have different I think I'm so used to just being different people that it, authenticity changes from moment to moment. I'm definitely not the most authentic at home. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm, I think I'm very authentic at uni um, because. Hashtag university for hashtag the real world. Hashtag university for the real world. I mean, we're all, um, you know, I, I do do a theatre degree. Everyone who's in the arts is usually. Everyone in theatre is gay. Like, yeah, every, <laughs> let's be real. Every, almost everyone is queer. Yeah. Let's just put that right out there. Um, which is good because then they have like some sort of understanding Um not, but also we don't want to sort of put forward the the stereotype of everyone in the arts is, is queer because not everyone in the arts is queer, but also but a decent majority a, a of them are. A decent majority. Um, <laughs> it's safe to say. It's, it's safe to assume. And they usually have, e- even if they're not queer, they do have some kind of they're understanding. They're woke. Yeah. yeah they've got some kind of understanding of a paradigm outside of heterosexuality, which is refreshing. Mm. Um, so I would, yeah, I would say I'm at my most authentic probably at uni Hmm. um yeah and everyone in all the the shows I've ever worked with um the one that I'm doing now for assessment um yeah like they know they're comfortable with it um we make jokes about it we're good yeah yeah um I guess like quickly going back to asexuality just Mm. to kind of briefly touch on it and this is maybe like a bit of a personal question Mm. so don't feel like you have to answer this we can just cut it um it's that question it's that question question. get ready um so like does this mean that you never have sex you don't Mm. enjoy sex um like because I'm I'm very much aware that uh, like I do know some asexual people yep. that do have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what does that kind of mean to you in as little or as much detail yeah. as you want? I like to answer this question because um, I really don't like giving away that much of my personal yeah, life. So I like answering this question in terms of broader kind of experiences mm. um, in that when people talk about asexuality, they always talk about it in a – like, a, oh, this is, you've got such a unique perspective on, on sexuality and sex. Well, like we don't, it's just that we just don't, we have a different paradigm that's on top of everything else. Um, so you have asexuals who are hypersexual. You have asexuals that are, um, you know, sex repulsed through trauma. I think that's also another thing. Like people talk about asexuality as in sex repulsed. 
and uh, some or a majority of asexuals are sex repulsed. But there are also sex neutral asexuals who can, but it's a chore. Yeah. Or they can, but it's boring. Or they can, but they're really just doing it for their partner. Mm. Um, and then you have sex positive aces who will seek it out mm. like a normal, n- normal air quotes. Yeah. Um, allosexual person would. Like a, a non-asexual person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, w- when you ask like what's – What's a, an ace's perspective on sex? Well, what's an allosexual's perspective on sex? And how much does that vary between person to person and experiences? Like the only, any answer I give you mm. cannot be indicative of every ace. Yeah, Just sure. as any uh, answer you get from an allosexual will only be indicative of their mm. experience. Yeah. So I hope that was that was a really vague yeah, kind no, of answer, no, no, but no. I like that's very like informative. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's a stereotype that we kind of have to get over. Um I think we're so scared of talking about it because within the queer community it's still very much stigmatized. The the whole concept of of sex is stigmatized within mm-hmm. the community and um yeah, we're still we're still trying to find a way to get over that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So how do you how do you move in the queer community? Like what does that? I move with style. No, um, <laughs> that was a terrible joke. I am Fashion. so sorry. Um, rephrase the question. How? So how? What what are your what has been your experience in the queer community? How do you feel? Because I know again we'll get to me later mm. um but i i'm very much aware of my own standing mm. in the community um and sometimes it's not particularly positive mm. um so what like what has been your experience like moving in like queer circles identifying the way you identify yeah um it's been interesting um the brisbane queer scene is for the most part, very accepting. Um, all of the university groups that I've talked to have been very accepting. Um, the QUT Queer Collective is 80, 90% run by by ace people. So if they were exclusionist, you'd be <laughs> kind of shocked. Yeah. Um, but there are there are large players in the community who are exclusionist, and that does kind of worry me Mm. um it's not so much like I think I have quite thick skin but being asexual um and coming to terms with that can be hard especially when you walk into a community and they immediately go yeah but it's essentially like being straight so Wow, and, I hate yeah, it. <laughs> like, I, I talked about this a lot um, when I interviewed Marin because Marin and I um, sort of run in the same circles. <sighs> yeah, you're very just cautious about it. About and which sucks. That sucks. Yeah, and and you don't you see this kind of cognitive dissonance between people who who do experience oppression because they aren't straight um, or let's focus on the straight bit for for a minute they you know they they experience oppression because they're not straight but then the moment someone comes along and says you know we're also not straight but here's something that you haven't considered yeah 
within identity, they immediately turn around and go, hmm, yes, but honey, that's not valid. So yeah, that, that kind of just So you don't really belong anywhere kind of. Yeah, you do. You just become suspicious of the spaces that you walk into and it takes a while to kind of feel accepted. Yeah. Like I remember my first time walking into open doors and my immediate thought, it, like it's a lovely space and I will forever love and cherish open doors. But my first thought was always, yeah, but what's the policy? Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you like us or not? Mm. So, yeah. I, like the world is very sexualized, especially mm. of women. And mm. as a, a femme presenting person, like I'm just going to get my feminist pants on for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. As, especially as a femme identifying person, you know, um, women especially are just overtly sexualized constantly mm. in so many communities in advertising in entertainment um in art in you know every video games yeah. have wildly over exaggerated mm. um so it's like you know no one is safe nowhere is safe um and yeah it's just that added layer of hey i'm asexual and also the community that is supposed to accept me just doesn't yeah which is trash. I hate it. Like yeah. ugh, the, we'll, the we'll world's move. inherently broken. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we will. I think um, we'll have in the next ten to fifteen it. years. We will see people come to accept it more as a as a genuine thing because, like you know, the we do have awareness weeks, and the Trevor Project has got now specialized mm. ACE resources, mm. um, and more and more queer organizations are coming out in support of new identities and. I think as we develop a language and as we solidify that language, we will have more and more of a basis of understanding. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that leads to acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are gonna have to. Oh, the cops. Sorry, are I did. I did so much talking. The there. cops I'm are so coming sorry. for the aces. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we are gonna have to wrap up very yep. soon. Um, but just before we do, um. What would you kind of give? What advice would you kind of give to like a little a little baby queer? A little baby queer, um, you know that maybe like thinking maybe I'm ace, you know yeah. I'm androgynous, like whatever, whatever kind of. Um, my personal advice from my personal experience, mm -hmm. uh, would be don't don't stagnate. Don't feel like you have to adhere to paradigms because that can be damaging and yeah. I have done it and it is damaging. Um, don't be afraid to just step out and try. And I don't like, you don't have to actually go to a physical meetup until you're comfortable. Um, but take your time, do your research, try things out. No one's going to get mad at you for trying to, figure out what's happening because like we're all going through stuff and we all deserve to have a language that we feel adequately expresses what we're going through. So yeah, go, go out, do your research, get out there. Don't, don't stagnate. So yeah, there's my, there's my advice, my good words. So kind and wise. <gasps> so such beauty, such grace. <sighs> Amazing. Um, before we go, is there anything that you want to like plug? I know your Instagram is like, Pretty banging. Pretty banging. Um, so the, your Instagram stories are like wholesome as fuck. Yeah, if any if anyone <laughs> if anyone would like to follow my Instagram, um, 
I can never remember. Wow, my handle. you can't even remember can't your own remember handle. handle. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, um, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, you're more than welcome to follow it. It is private, um, but you know, I'm I'm there. I I do post at least once a day, telling you to to love yourself and drink water. So if you'd like that kind of validation, that's what we that's what we're about here. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think I have anything else to plug until I finish writing what I'm currently writing I think then I'll start plugging that but yeah, stay not, tuned yeah stay, stay tuned. tuned for some queer theater yeah it's taken a year to uh, to get to this point and we're still going so it's going to be a good fun time it's going to be a good time yeah well thank you so much for being here yeah, thank you Everything thank you for having you. me episode four and you finally and I finally emerge yeah. from the ash, like smoke machines <laughs> and glitter. And, um, and we finally get to to meet me, which is an interesting yeah, good right. time. So yeah, a spicy boy. Yeah, um, I look forward to having you back on the show as my host. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, be gone, my friends. Stay safe. Yeah. Drink water. Drink water. Stay warm. Um, look after yourself in this assessment period. Self care. Self care. Yeet yeet. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you got the softy eat. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.